All right, everyone. So no intro on this, no intro song, no nothing. Hopefully you know that this is Ian Hates Music, but it's more going to be along the lines of an Ian Hates Conversations. And once again, my name is Ian. Jackson is over there. Hello. And we're just going to have a straight up conversation. We're just going to talk about everything that's been going on the last week. Jackson, do you want to start us off, I guess? Yeah. Um, one thing I want to do with this conversation, and I hope that's how everyone perceives it as, is the reason why we're doing this is because of the recent passing of Chester, which mm-hmm. obviously sucked, Right. no matter what me or Ian has said before regarding Chester or Lincoln Park. But the big thing that we hope people get out of this is really just understanding the severity of suicide and mental illness and and depression and just the way like the the big misconceptions that people are looking at this death in a way that's not only disrespectful but just wrong period and you know me and Ian hope that we can shed light on that and maybe maybe you know obviously spread awareness but also you know do a good job at just how not to look at this situation you know what i mean because we've been on the internet a lot lately you know seeing how everyone's taking this all in and of course we understand everyone has their own opinion but so do we and this episode is our opinion yeah i think you're right jackson this is our opinion and everyone's got them you know that's a standard for everyone obviously and what i think is strange is all of a sudden people are saying you can't do this you can't do that. And that's very strange to me in a society that doesn't even work off context anymore. So I think it's good for you and I just to have an open discussion. I mean, we have microphones, so we're not going to write a long status post and we're not going to try and put all of our feelings in 140 characters or whatever the fuck it is on Twitter. I I don't even know. And just have a real conversation about it because why wouldn't we? Exactly. And just in case, I don't know how people don't know this or not, but Chester Bennington, the co-vocalist or lead vocalist of Linkin Park, took his own life by hanging on July 20th, so around last week or so. That turns out to also be Chris Cornell's birthday. And I did not know that they had this big connection, but if anyone also doesn't know, Chris Cornell, about a couple months ago, I think it was in May, took his own life by hanging as well. So you can say there's an interesting connection there. I'm not even going to dignify the conspiracy theory stuff that's been going on online. I don't even want to talk about that. I think most of it's ridiculous no matter what. And sure, everyone's welcome to their opinions, but some are just fucking stupid. And sure, they can have them, but I'd rather not talk about them on here. But I think one of the big things to note is Chester left a wife six children, and from my research, he was worth between 25 and $30 million. So it's hard for people sometimes to wrap it around in their head that someone who has all that has the ability to take their own life. And then, yeah, that just spreads it now to suicide is a choice, but it's also a mental illness. And I don't know if there are new PC terms for everything. I'm not sure. But I think mental illness is the right way to look at it. Yeah. 
So what people have to remember, and I think this goes for all walks of life, no matter you're worth $30 million, you're worth nothing, you know, money-wise and everything, but you have to remember that everyone deals with the same shit, no matter what. It just comes from different areas. The thing about being a human being, though, is you always compare yourself to what's around you. So if I'm thinking about how my life is going, I would not have compared it to Chester Bennington's. Of course. I'm comparing it to the people that I see on a regular basis. That's how I'm comparing my life to. So it's dangerous to just start saying, oh, well, if someone's rich and everything, then their life is going very well. And why would they commit suicide like that? The question is fine, but you got to start thinking outside of yourself a little bit. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's always kind of frustrating me whenever I see that, you know, people talking like that is like, oh, you know, why would someone who's, you know, obviously filthy rich, you know, want to kill themselves or why are they upset? And and I really hate it. Like even before it gets to things like suicide, if they see someone who has money and seems like they're successful by images, they assume that they have no reason to ever be upset or basically just have feelings, period. And and I hate it when I see that because that is just so ignorant. It doesn't matter how well you are doing. Everyone has problems and, you know, in all walks of life. Right. Yeah. Depression does not only affect people that have bad things happen to them. That's why it's also like a mental illness is because it can affect you no matter what. Right. So that's something to always remember as well. And yeah, of course it sucks. It really does. You see a lot of people online paying their tributes, which makes total sense. Now, when I was talking, I never mentioned Chester by name. When any posts I made on social media or whatnot, I only said, you know, this fucking sucks or this sucks. If you can get help, please get help if you're dealing with anything like that. Because I think that's one of the main things here. Awareness, And we'll have the numbers for everyone at the end of the episode so that you can hopefully get help. Also, Linkin Park did make a brand new website. I think it's called Chester.LinkinPark.com. And that is a suicide awareness website now where you can get in touch with people. People can share their stories. They're trying to build almost like a community so that there's a remembrance for him. And then also, let's try to not have people do this in the future. Right, exactly. And and that's a really, you know, good thing that they're doing because people really do need to express themselves in times like this. There are some people that are going to take this, you know, very harshly and that's okay. You know, they could feel how they want to feel. And, you know, s- people don't always know how to cope with this stuff correctly. And that's okay. And that's, I think, that's the main reason why we're doing this. It's kind of just so you see another perspective. Right that maybe you agree with or don't agree with. We, we do not think that we're high above anybody or nothing like that and that this is the way it needs to be or this is how it's just another perspective that hopefully can shed light on some things that you may not have noticed. Right. Well, let me question you on one thing right there. You mentioned the word correct. So what is the correct way to respond to a tragedy like this? I think that's my question because there are many different ways that people, at least online, have responded because that's the way most people were able to get in touch, you know, with Chester, with Lincoln Park, whatever. That's where a lot of people share everything. So what, in your opinion, is the correct way to respond to this? In my opinion, I can't think of a correct way 
okay. to respond to this. I personally, when I heard the news, I didn't make a tweet. I didn't post on anything. And it's not because of like my views on the situation. It just, it doesn't come to me to want to tweet anything or right. anything like that. I kind of just have my own little moment. And of course, you know, I'm religious. So I, I did do a, you know, a prayer for Chester and his family, whether people think that's effective or not. That's just the way I cope with it. Oh, sure. Um, and that's really all I could do. Um, and then, well, for that, at least for me, but the main thing that I think people, the best way can do with, you know, with this situation is to just spread awareness, to right. let people know that not only is this not okay, but this happens to anybody. This could hit anybody, no matter how big you are or how small you are. There are people who are at the very lowest of lows who it doesn't even cross their mind to commit suicide. And there are people who are at the peak of their life. Everything is going great. And yet they have suicidal thoughts like this shit can hit anybody. It's never hit me. So I don't, you know, I, I don't know what I could say or offer to someone who like, you know, is going through that other than I care about you. So like in so this nice. situation, I can't think of a, yeah, well, I really do. And that's why every time <laughs> you ever ask me, like, if you listen to the, you know, to the norm episodes, my last words are always, I love everybody. And even though I don't know you, if you give me no reason to hate you, I love you. Like, honestly, that's just the way it is with me. Like, like not saying that I fucking love everybody, whether they're shitty or not. Like, if you don't give me a reason to, to you know, to not like you. So I'm many not gonna jokes. Fucking do... I know. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not just going to like whatever. So, so yeah, like that, I, there is no correct way to come at this stuff, but just to actually give a shit about it and don't joke about it. Man, it pisses me off when people joke about this stuff, like seriously. And that is where you and I differ, because I think you and I are very similar on this. We've actually almost had the same discussion on the phone. You know, we talked <laughs> about, you know, how do we want to address this? Do we want to put it into the regular weekly show that we do? Well, we're going to talk so much about this that I don't want to go, okay, and then, hey, being as an ocean, you know, let's talk about why their new album's not out. You know, I wanted right. to make this specific to what we're going over. So for me, and I think people that know the show, I am able to joke about anything at any time. It doesn't matter if it happened to me. It doesn't matter if it happened to someone close to me. It could be the most important moment of my life and a bad moment at that. I can still make jokes about it. I'm not saying that it's right to make jokes about it, but I'm also not saying that it's wrong. And the reason why I'm not saying that it's wrong is that there are many people where joking around and laughing and thinking about, you know, turning a terrible tragedy into something that would be considered humorous is their way of coping. So sure, there are tons and tons, probably thousands of douchebags out there that are just looking to literally hurt people with their comments. But there are also <laughs> people that are either trying to make themselves laugh so that they feel better or they're really trying to make other people laugh as well. Now, obviously, I did not go out and start making a bunch of jokes about Chester committing suicide. But right. I also understand how people could make jokes, and I don't hold it against them for doing it. See, I can't do that. <laughs> right, right. Like, I, I don't have anything against you for 
being okay with that. But like me, whenever I see somebody joke, especially the day of, right? It's just like, dude, come on. Like, I don't know if if let's say like a family member something stumbled across that, I'm sure they wouldn't like to see that, especially the day or week of. I mean, of course, there's never a time where it's okay. I guess you know, to someone who is close to him. But at the same, like, I don't really know how to look at it, to be honest with well, you. Well, that's I, why we're talking. It's hard to explain it. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't sit well with me, basically. Well, they have, they have a unofficial rule in comedy. And it's called mm-hmm. time plus tragedy equals comedy. Oh. You know, after a certain amount of time, which is unspecified, oftentimes you can make jokes about national tragedies, you know, whatever. I mean, you can't tell me you haven't heard you know, JFK assassination jokes. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell right. me there aren't Bill Cosby jokes. You know, there are so many things that people will joke about to get through because a lot of people do deal with terrible things with humor. That's how they do it. So... <laughs> Those are the kind of jokes that when I hear them, I laugh and then feel like shit for laughing Oh, at. do you? <laughs> yeah, like seriously. <laughs> I like, don't I'll laugh. I won't look at it and be like, fucking piece of shit. How dare you say that? Like, it's not like that. I just hear it and I laugh. And I'm like, oh, no. Why do you have to say that? See, I look at someone like a comedian like Anthony Jeselnik, where that's his whole thing. What I think you have to do a lot of times, if you, you have to look at context. And I don't think that that exists anymore in our society. And it's kind of sad. I can agree with that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you have to know that those people that are making jokes in most cases aren't people that hate Chester or hate his family or hate Lincoln Park, whatever it happens to be. I don't think that that's the case. It's just that's how someone deals with things. I mean, the look, I found it insanely humorous that after Chester died, everyone on the Internet was talking about how great hybrid theory was. I didn't like that. Yeah, it's it's. But to me, that was extremely humorous because, actually, you know what? Let's backtrack a second. Oh uh, yeah, there's a big part we we kind of skipped when we're going to the music. Well, let's yeah, let's well we'll get into that. I think I know what you're talking about, but let's at least get this out of the way. So obviously, for anyone who knows our show, because I, we're not doing this to get you to listen to the regular show. We're just talking. Like I have a friend who I had posted that we were going to do an episode where we talk about Chester, we talk about suicide, we talk about freedom of speech, we talk about everything like that, which is what we're doing right now. And a friend of mine, who I've known for years, does not listen to the show. Like, will not listen to the show. And it's funny to me, because we have gone to like some of the greatest shows, in my opinion, in my life so far. That's not the kind of friend he is. But he made, yeah, he made a comment... <laughs> on the post saying, wow, I guess I'm actually going to listen to an Ian Hates music show. And my comment to him was like, wow, someone literally had to die for you to listen to your friend's show. Damn. Yeah, like how fucking nuts is that? Like that's that's the internet for you. You know what I mean? Like I can't hold it against him. He's listening right now and he's just like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Maybe I should listen. They'll talk about me more. It's whatever. I have, you know, weird people in my life. But also... One of the things that happened when everyone found out that Chester passed away is a lot of people called me, whether they were in bands, whether, you know, they're fans, you know, they know me personally. They either called, they texted, they posted and they questioned, you know, hey, like, remember when you guys made fun of Chester 
you know, what are you going to do about that? And I remember thinking back and going, okay, let's go through the timeline of events here. And for people that don't know the show, we spread music that we love. That's mostly what we talk about, but we also talk about scene news and we talk about, you know, new songs and album reviews. So sometimes there is stuff that we make fun of or we joke around about because we are partially a comedy show. That's what we do. So I remember having a conversation with Jackson saying, hey, Jackson, we're not going to do the new Linkin Park album, right? Right. And we said that specifically because, one, they're not really a scene band anymore. They're not in the scene. And then also, they've had a bunch of really bad albums. So why would we talk about them? Exactly. Then, though, there came all those interviews where Chester was saying, you know, I don't care about the people that like hybrid theory, move on from that. That's not the same band we are. Then apologizing for that and then calling people pussies and saying that he would punch people in the mouth, saying other things just like that and then apologizing again. He was going through all that. So when that happened, we said, well, yeah, now we're going to make fun of that album. But in the back of our heads, and I think we even said it on the show, we were hoping that album was going to be good. Yeah, for sure. We fucking like Linkin Park, man. Yeah. Look, Jackson and I, and we'll probably do this later on, is we'll probably share some Linkin Park moments that we had because guess what? We definitely had Linkin Park moments in our life. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to share mine. I already thought about doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to obviously do that. But one thing I want to make clear is when a public figure like Chester says crazy dumb shit like he did, and by the way, no one's talking about that anymore. Everyone's focusing on negative reviews of the new album, which I don't even remember the fucking name of, by the way. One More Light. Oh, look at that. Did you start listening again? No, I didn't. But well, that's I... because it's just as terrible as it was before as it is now. <laughs> but that's besides the point. What I just wanted to say was people stopped talking about all that other stuff. Those were headlines. That Chester was doing. Yeah, those were major headlines. And you are a crazy person. And I don't even know if I'm allowed to say crazy anymore. You are a person who is unstable. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm supposed to say anymore. You're a person who doesn't understand if you think that people aren't going to joke around when a public figure like Chester says he's going to come and punch you in the mouth if you call Linkin Park a sellout. That's fucking hilarious. Right. It just really is. So for people to be like, oh, we should have treated him better or people on the internet shouldn't have said the things that they did, come on now. Really, you can't do that. Yeah, I really didn't like seeing a lot of the blame yes. of his suicide being put towards people's criticism of the music. Mm -hmm. I think if you think that, you, I'm sorry, but you are very mistaken. When it comes to something like suicide, I'm sure it is something much deeper than you know what fans think about his music. And remember, this album was not a Chester Bennington album. This was a Linkin Park album. Right. Absolutely. So, I, you know, whenever I see that, and, and that's actually one of the main things I've been noticing is people saying that, you know, you shouldn't have shit on his album. Not to us, but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone's saying that no one should have been shitting on this album, you know, because stuff like this happens. Whenever someone says that stuff like this happens because you shit 
on somebody's music, that's when they make to me suicide acceptable in their eyes. For you to say that this is what happens, like this plus this equals suicide, and it's related to music that he made and people's opinions on the music that they made, that is when you know I, I lose it and it's just like, whoa, you don't you don't you must not understand suicide. You know, this is not a music thing. This is a personal thing that he was going through in his life that I guarantee you we will never find out. Like, seriously. I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't There's think no there answer. was... answer. Yeah, there was no suicide note either, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and there doesn't need to be. Suicide is an illness, and it is something that fucking sucks, and it is something that we're losing people to, and it is not due to musical choices. So for people to even come, you know, put suicide and music choices in the same sentence, just make suicide so small. And, and, and man, that really frustrates me because that is not the case. And trust me, me and Ian have dealt with people who, you know, are suicidal. I could guarantee oh, yeah. you that. Oh, and absolutely. it has nothing to do with something tiny as fucking music. Me and Ian love music. It is, you know, it, it, it's the fucking show that we do. We do a show because we love music. And if you listen right. to the show, you'd know that. If you listen to Ian Hates Conversations, you'd know that. I really, really, and I know this is probably going to put more punishment on me, I really, I'm going to say despise when people automatically assume that the name of the shows means that we're talking about things that I hate. Because right. that's just not the case. And when anyone I know makes that really dumb joke like, Oh, I guess Ian hates this or or Ian hates blank, then I know they don't listen to the show. Exactly. Yeah, so by the way, fuck you guys. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> who does that, fuck you. But here's another thing too. I fucking get death threats for the shows. I get people that make up fake names and then post things about me sucking or you know whatever. So I get it too. Now, I'm not saying I'm on the level of what Chester was probably getting. But what we have to remember is you can turn that stuff off. Yeah. You can stop looking at your social media. You can stop. And you might also come back and say, well, they shouldn't have to stop doing that. And that is true. But remember, everyone goes through it, though. That will not stop. Yeah. Ever. And sure. Look, and that's one thing, Jackson, I know you and I have talked about on the show before. Neither of us ever goes on someone's band page, like their Twitter, their band page, and specifically writes bad things about them. Right. We talk about things that happen on the show because we have opinions and taste. So we're not going to lie to people and say, hey, you need to check out this album. It's the same reason as I don't have every person that wants to be on Ian Hates Conversations. I don't have them all on the show. Because I only want to be genuine with people. So I only want to talk to people that I legitimately like or love their music. Exactly. That's how we that's how we run this show. And, you know, that's what we're proud with. And right now, Jackson and I are not going to call out all the bands that we saw because I guarantee you there are even more that we didn't see. But mm -hmm. we're not going to call out some of our favorite bands that specifically posted that basically blaming people online for Chester's death. I think that's absolutely ridiculous, and I'll debate anyone on that. I could not believe, and I know people are hurting and stuff, and maybe that's why, 
maybe you know after this week people have settled down a little bit and the scar isn't as open as it was before but seriously that's a dangerous comment to make because also what if i loved a certain band so much then saw their post and then committed suicide would they then be the blame for me committing suicide right exactly it's it's ridiculous and and it really did suck to see our favorite bands and and I'm not over exaggerating me and Ian saw our favorite musicians and bands tweet basically stuff about how you know it's people criticizing the music the new music of them you know as if that's the reason why he killed himself and man to read that coming from you know adults or people that we respect it was just like man you cannot be that you know uninformed i mean and and i think it kind of goes to what ian said where he's like you know maybe it was it was just so fresh and people don't always know the right thing to say as soon as something happens but they just got to say something right you know me and ian have a mic you know these people you know they just go to twitter and they say something i don't i you know i i want to tell myself that they didn't mean it in that way right. and that it came off uh you know not in the way that they wanted it to because if a friend comes up to me, let's say, and says, hey, what do you think about this thing I created? He's asking me what I thought about it. I'll never say that he is shit, but if I don't like what he created, I'm going to tell him, hey, you know, I think this could be better or this is really bad, dude. I'm sorry, man. Like, fuck. If he goes and kills himself, the the musicians that we saw tweet that basically are saying that it's my fault right. that my friend killed himself because I didn't like the drawing that he made. I didn't insult him. No, you didn't. Because he didn't do anything wrong, but I didn't like what he made. So he goes and kills himself. And dude, and and based on those tweets, I'm the reason. And man, that is fucked up that that, that there's tweets like that saying right. that that's what happened. And that Fuck, was the scariest. Stupid. Yeah, that was the scariest part for me. And I'm hoping that those were just knee-jerk reactions. That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. And I don't know... Maybe it's because I didn't want to get frustrated and irritated, so I didn't read comments on it. But maybe there were people fighting back a little bit more. And there saying, were, Ian. Good, I'm okay. I'm going to tell you that right now. All right. I, I was so happy about that. There were people saying, like, whoa, you know, standing up to these, I guess, bigger names. Like, yo, that is not the way this shit works. Like, trust me. Good. And there is one, I, you know, we mentioned we don't want to call out bands that did it. Because we have a lot of respect for them. We have a lot of love for them. I do want to call out someone, though, that wrote an article that a lot of people have been sharing. And I think this is the one that made me really want to have this conversation with you, Jackson, as well as the audience in general. Because, obviously, go ahead and write me You know, after this. I'll give all the information so you can get in touch if you ever want to you know, talk about this. And also, if you ever are depressed and just want to talk. I am not a professional. Jackson is not a professional. But I'll tell you, we can certainly reminisce and share with you and listen. And I think For that's sure. one of the big things. So I'm not going to say that we might be able to help as well as a doctor can. I think that's the most important thing. But we won't leave you alone. Yeah. Getting someone who's licensed. But yeah, Jackson, I think that's the right way to say it, is we wouldn't leave you alone. But what I do want to comment, there's an article and I'll plug it because I know a lot of people have been sharing it around and you know, this guy is becoming very popular. It's an article from Rockfeed, and it's called Let's Be Honest About Chester Bennington. And now this came out 
the day he passed away. So this was July 20th. And this was written by Brian Storm. And I just want to I want to read this paragraph because I thought this was very interesting because the whole article, he's blaming not only us, also himself, but the general population of music listeners. And I thought this paragraph was really telling right away. But earlier this year, when Chester and his bandmates dropped their new music, we were pretty fucking hard on them. He was proud of this music and we turned our back on him. Some felt these songs weren't what we were looking for and we expressed disappointment and at times disrespect towards the man that had given us the music that we love so dearly. That's fucking awful. I can't believe that anyone has the fucking balls to say that to people. Who the fuck is he? And this is the only time that I get a little irritated, as you can probably hear in the tone of my voice. Mm -hmm. I'll try and calm it down to be a little bit more humorous. (laughs) But how dare he say that any of us had anything to do with something as serious as suicide? And then also to tell me that I need to show any respect to anyone. No one tells me who I show respect to. That's a choice based on a lot of different factors in life. And I will tell you, at the time, you know, right before Chester committed suicide, he wasn't the highest person on my list. After all the things he had said, yeah, after all the things he had been saying, he wasn't my favorite artist at that time. And he hasn't become my favorite artist because he committed suicide either. And I think that's another thing we'll get to. It seems like suicide is being way glorified. Mm-hmm. So there's more in this. He talks about, he actually shows a clip of that Hellfest uh, issue that we talked about. Remember when Linkin Park played Hellfest and they started to play that terrible song Heavy and everyone yeah. turned on them and started booing them? Mm-hmm. That's completely justified. He's basically saying in this that that was not justified and that it hurts him to watch that video and then he says everyone needs to see it and they need to feel it what does that mean they were playing a bad song in front of a crowd that doesn't like bad songs so the crowd showed them that they didn't like it yeah that's i mean and that's music for you yeah that's everything when you're in a band you want to make good music if they know anybody knows that if you make bad music guess what? People aren't going to like it. And they're going to tell you that they don't like it. And you want to know if they like it or if they don't like it. And that's okay. But I I really hate that, you know, like in the article you're reading right now, I hate that we can't talk about Chester's suicide in a way that doesn't regard to his last album. Whether it was bad or not, you know that if people weren't putting the blame on the music that we wouldn't have even been talking about this last album. You know what I mean? That this is what people, you know, who are tweeting and doing all this stuff are doing, you know, they're correlating everything to the last music that Lincoln park made. And that is not the case. And, and I hate that that's even in the conversation, right? We shouldn't not that we're stupid for talking about it, but you have to talk about it because that's what everyone's fucking saying. If no one had mentioned it whatsoever, we wouldn't be talking about that. I still see tweets from time to time that come up on my timeline with people saying you shouldn't disrespect someone by talking about their music that's not even in your genre. Hold on a second. 
anyone can talk about anything they want, and that's not disrespecting someone. It's just not. That's You have to understand what the definition of words are. It's not the same thing, and you're putting way too much weight on it. Plus, if people had listened to the at least the review that we had done for the album, we talked about how it wasn't even a good pop album. Yeah, It didn't matter that it wasn't in the genre anymore. That's not why we were making fun of it. We were making fun of it because it's a really bad album for any genre. Yeah, because I can do pop music. Ian knows that. Yeah, Jackson knows pop music. That is yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> like that was, it was just bad to me and to other people. And that's okay. It's and okay. Not everyone is going to like everything. Like for people to to say that, I mean, they're basically saying everyone should have liked the new album, period. Or let's all talk about how good the last album really was. And you're like, wait a second. No, no, no. That does not change anything. That album was still not good. And why are we even talking about it? You know what I mean? Like, why are people bringing that up? Because there are, unfortunately, people like Brian who wrote this article and people who share it who literally believe that that had something to do with the suicide. I can't believe that. I understand seeing other people's perspectives, so that's why we're talking about it, is I'm trying to figure it out. I'm sure he didn't like being called a sellout and also knowing that a lot of people didn't like the album, but guess what? There are way more white knights online than there are negative people. A hundred percent. Yeah, there were plenty of people saying, hey, Chester, hey, Mike, hey, whoever, don't listen to what the haters are saying. You know, you guys did a great job with this album, blah, blah, blah. They were still selling out tours, you know, doing very well for themselves, for everything. And by the way, if he was as proud of this music as he continued to say he was, then why would it matter what other people say? Exactly. They did this for themselves, and that is completely okay. And me and Ian even said in our album reviews, we don't care that they made this album. We just don't like it. Yeah, and we wouldn't have talked about it if Chester hadn't said he was going to punch us in the mouth. Yeah, like, it's it's ridiculous. And and again, I hate that this whole thing is tied around the music. Right. Because honestly, I don't give a shit about the music, about how I didn't like the last album. I really don't care. Right. The only thing I give a shit about is the six kids, the wife, and the pain that Chester was going through that made him want to end his life. Like, I I can't imagine, because I've never had depression. I, so I, I can't come from that point of view. But it, it, I, I can only imagine the fucking pain that someone must have for them to say, wow, this sucks so much, whatever I'm going through right now, that I'd rather be fucking dead. To me, it, it, like, it, it tears my heart to know that. And I don't care what Chester said or did to piss anybody off before he did it because mm-hmm. it means nothing now that he's gone. It, it really doesn't. The only thing that I take from this is that I hope that other people see this and they're like, nobody is big enough nor small enough to have to go through this because he went through it. Chris Cornell went through it. Robin Williams. I mean, the, the, I mean, it's a countless amount of famous people who go through this shit and they all release content that people hated right. and that people loved. And these people that that killed themselves, by the way, were loved by a lot of fucking people. Absolutely. But sometimes it's just not enough for that person. And that's all I wish people were talking about 
instead of the fucking music. Who cares about the fucking music? Do you really think that Chester's kids and wife right now are thinking about the fucking music and the album and what people had to say about One More Light? Like, no. are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I can't believe that that's what people are talking about in this situation. And that's really the crazy thing. It's a sad thing that's going on here. And by the way, I just want to say, you know, I specifically mentioned this article. If that guy, Brian Storm, ever wants to have a conversation about this, he's completely welcome on the show. I just want to mention that because I would love to hear more about this because that article could have been a knee-jerk reaction as well. Of course. And again, he can have his own opinion, but yeah. that doesn't mean we have to agree with it. Absolutely. And I think that's the we thing. We don't think people, that he should have not wrote it. Right. People may not agree with what we're saying right now, but I think we're covering all the points. And Jackson, I think what you said is important. I don't know why anyone would even bring up the last album. I completely understand why people are talking about their specific moments in history with hybrid theory or Meteora or something like that. I completely understand that. That makes sense because you're talking about the effect that a person who is no longer here had on your life. So that makes sense. The joke that I originally made, or not really a joke, but just a humorous observation, is that that's specifically what Chester really didn't like for the last couple months of his life. He hated hearing how good his previous music was. So right now, people are only talking about how good his previous music was, which is ironic, I guess, is the best way to put it. Right. So I, I want to latch on to something you said there, is you've never dealt with depression before. Right. I, I, I honestly haven't. And, and you know, I that's, again, due to, you know, what I believe in. That's something I literally pray for almost every day. I'm Depression? just thankful that I that I know that I, that I don't that? go through that. <laughs> no, I'm thankful that I don't go through that. You know right. what I mean? And, you know why? Why is it that I deserve to not go through that, or that I haven't gone through that? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that I want it, but it's just what what is so special about me that I don't get it. Well, first of all, man, it's absolutely great that you don't have to deal with that. So, first of all, there's no shame in that whatsoever. But what's interesting and what I hope people take away from this too is I completely respect your opinion on this even though you haven't dealt with that. I, on the other hand, have dealt with depression for most of my life. I am one of those people that feels better with music and humor. And that's why music has been such an important part of my life is because I can think back to days and times in my life where music has literally saved my life. So that's why this means so much to me. And that's why it's infuriating to hear people say that people's opinion on music affects the artist to the point where they would commit suicide. Right. So I've had a lot of really terrible things happen in my life. A lot of people who are listening to the show right now have had a lot of terrible things happen in their life. I've been extremely bullied. I've talked about that on the show before. I am easy, very easy to disconnect from people because I'm not used to having friends. I've had that insane amount of depression in my life that I could go through times where I've been suicidal. Like I could talk about that kind of stuff, but I'm still here. 
And there are reasons why I'm still here, whether it's family, whether it's music, just not wanting to commit suicide, not wanting to go out that way. I always thought I was going to be killed by someone with how much I was bullied. I thought at some point someone was just going to kill me. That's what my life was like. So it's surprising for me to even be here now. So I look at things a lot different. I'm not a religious person, Jackson, as you know, and people who listen to the show know that I'm not a religious person. So I can understand why someone would commit suicide. And by saying this kind of stuff right here, I am not justifying suicide, nor am I saying that anyone should do it. But I certainly understand because without believing that there's anything after this, with not believing that there's any point in what's going on right now, what would be the problem of taking all your pain away? Right. And, and, I, and I can see, you know, what you mean by that. And the only thing I have to offer to that thought is I know people who do believe and have tried to kill themselves. And holy fuck, does that hurt? Especially like when you know and you care about the person. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they believe in something else and you know what happens when you go but yet the pain is so much that they don't even care about that right so like imagine that you know what i mean like i could understand why people who don't believe whenever you know they're going to kill themselves it's just like well i mean it's not like it matters anyways i'm just making this quicker right you know what i mean i'm mm-hmm. just fast forwarding mm-hmm. you know it's not it, it, this doesn't change the outcome of what happens to me when i die and you know, for someone to go to, you know, to believe and to know that this can alter your path if they believe that and for them to still want to fucking do it. I'm just like, oh, man, like I, I can't imagine that pain. And, and that's why, like, it's so hard to talk about this kind of stuff. It's because even though everyone's been through bad shit in their life, mm-hmm. we still like me and you, especially because, you, you know, you've been through all that. But yet you're still here. Right. So it hasn't crossed your mind to do that or, or no, you it has, even, it has multiple, well, multiple you know what times. I mean? Like you haven't <laughs> tried to do it is what I mean. Gotcha. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Like you haven't attempted it cause you know, you haven't hit that point. So like, I, I, I hate, like, it's so hard to talk about it cause we've never hit that point, but fuck, I can only imagine what that point feels like. And that's why, in regards to Chester, you know, knowing that he hit that point that I can imagine is just like the worst pain in the world that people bring up what they're bringing up. Like right. that's, that's the main thing that I hope people understand what we're talking about in this episode, because suicide is a totally different ball game. And, you know, people are belittling it when they relate it to the fucking, to an album that Linkin Park made. And I think what you said is good there, so I'm not trying to cut you off or anything. But what I also want to say is I think that's why we also have to cut people some slack. And that's why, you know, obviously it's infuriating when someone, to me anyways, tells me that it's partially my fault that someone commits suicide or says that I'm supposed to have respect for someone when I don't have to, that kind of thing. But I think what you just said there where you're talking about, wow, how does someone – I can't even imagine – how someone gets to that point, I think people are just looking for answers. They're looking for, man, this guy had six children. 
He was godfather to Chris Cornell's kid. He has a wife. He has $30 million or whatever. He's in one of the biggest bands in the world, touring the world. How does someone like that commit suicide? And they're just reaching for anything because if they don't find the answer, what's keeping them here? Yeah, and 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 I'm glad you said that because what I mean, I'm assuming what you're getting to is there is no answer. Well, there could be an answer for why. Sorry, maybe what I'm basically saying is I don't want to be mean and say that I'm the only right person to all these people that are blaming all these other people. If he had left a suicide note, that is the reason for what he did. You know, mental right. health is the reason or mental illness, actually, not health. That's the opposite. Mental yeah. illness is the reason why he's no longer with us. But there are lots of components that play along with that. You know, maybe some of it is that he really was very sad about how people felt about this new album. But then what about all those other albums that he was sad about as well? You know what I mean? It's not like this is their only bad album. There are many. So let's not forget that, too. And that's my opinion based on my taste in music. But there are probably many things. I bet you that Chris Cornell is probably one of the biggest reasons why this happened. And I'm not blaming him, but I'm right. saying that that was probably a factor. something that triggered. Yeah, if they were such great friends and Chester is the godfather to Chris Cornell's kid, I would assume that hanging himself the same way that Chris did and doing it on Chris's birthday probably had something to do with it. Yeah, it, it, it is much of a coincidence. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty intelligent. And if this... I, I know, sorry, I went too far. <laughs> I went too far on that one. Oh, shit. I, I, I was nodding, you know, I was giving you the thumbs up, and then you fucking you threw it all away. I tend to do that. I do tend to do that. <laughs> but really, like, that's the thing. I bet you... The day or maybe after that he found out that his friend committed suicide, I bet you, and I'm sorry if this gets a little morbid for people, but I bet you he started thinking, what if I did that? You know, I bet you he took that belt or whatever it was and he put it around his neck and he felt like, could I do this? That's what happens. Like that's human psyche type stuff. So this wasn't yeah. a, oh man, if I get one more bad review for this album, that it's done. I just, I have trouble believing that. And I guess it's a possibility because like I said, everyone's reaching for a reason because everyone who his music affected is thinking, holy fuck, if a guy like that can take his own life, what is stopping me from doing it? Yeah. Because that's what a role model is, right? You look exactly. up to people for getting through challenges, for fighting, for continuing to fight on to make music that's going to inspire you. Let's just keep it with music for right now. We're not talking about sports and stuff. So make that next album that's going to help you get through something difficult in your life. And now that person that you relied on couldn't do it. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for people to go through. I completely understand that. I mean, like I said, there are times in my life that music has literally saved my life. So I completely understand that, but I never put that on a single person. And even exactly. if someone passes away, I don't feel like I have to give up because that person couldn't go on. 
And that's another thing, too. You know, we can mention the people who said, you know, he's a coward or he's selfish. And guess what, people? People say that a lot about people that commit suicide. There's no exact timeline of when you're allowed to say that. Right. So you can keep it in and maybe disagree and think that it's disrespectful. But that is a general thing that people often think about suicide because no matter what, mental illness or not, suicide is a choice. The person is deciding to leave. They are deciding to not fight anymore. So oftentimes when people commit suicide, they are called a coward or they are called weak or selfish because when you leave, you leave everyone else to deal with what you just did. Exactly. And they and they're aware, they're very well aware of that when they're thinking about what they're about to do. Well, and, by the way, and, you know, hold you, on. Before you go on, and sorry, I, I know I've been talking a lot, but I want to say, I know, I, I want to say, I'm not sure all of them do. I don't know that every person who commits suicide is aware of the hurt that they leave behind because well, not the, yeah, not the hurt, okay, but knowing right. that, you know, how people, you know, I'm sure they understand, you know, what people they're leaving behind. They take account like, yo, I'm never going to see, you know, this and this and this again, and this person, and you know, I'll miss them and this, not exactly the pain that they're leaving on them. I don't think they'll take account for that. Cause honestly, that might be something that makes them even reconsider it. Right. But, No, not everyone does think that. Yeah, that's all I want to say. I know people grow up knowing that suicide is that. But then when it happens to you, you know, when you're thinking about it, you're really not thinking about anyone else because you're thinking, you know, I don't have enough money to survive. I can't support my family. I, you know, have no love in my life. I'm never going to find anything. I'm in a dead end, whatever the reason happens to be. You're not thinking of anyone else, and that's why people call it selfish, because you're not thinking of anyone else. You're not doing anything for anyone. Yeah, and, and I'm not a big fan of putting names on that. And again, you know, people who do do that, that's their opinion, whatever. That doesn't mean we have to agree with it. But when it comes to situations like this, I hate giving it names, especially of the person who died. Like, I hate saying, you know, that person is selfish, that person is cowardly. They're gone, and that's it. I don't think that it's right to start putting names on them because of the action they did. I think the only thing that I ever get from people killing themselves is people need to know that happened, and people need to be aware of what happened and why it happened and how to treat others. You know what I mean? Because this wasn't, again, this is why I wish this was more of a thing on how people just treat people, period, mm-hmm. and not just a music thing. Because again, no one ever is going to eliminate bullying completely. It's stuff that happens. Right. But whenever you're going through stuff like that, that's why there are other people. And even when you feel alone, that's why there's hotlines. That's why there's websites. That's why there's communities. That's why there's um, churches. That's why there's therapists. That's why there's a lot of stuff. I'm telling you right now, there are people who will help, whether you know them or not. And I'm not saying that, it, you know, because a lot of people, I feel like whenever they feel, you know, depressed and stuff, they look around and they're like, well, I have no friends. I have no girlfriend. I have no good boss or whatever like that. So they just feel completely alone. Trust me. There are people who will talk to you 
And that is a guarantee. That is that is one of the only things that I can promise in life, honestly, is that there are people who give a shit. And I'm not saying that because I feel bad or nothing like that and that I want to look at this in the best way possible. But trust me, there are people who give a shit out there always. Yeah, and let's actually say that number two. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. So that number is 1-800-273-8255. And I believe that's all nonprofit. You know, there's many, many places that you can check into, that you can talk to someone, that you can go see. They're all there. So, you know, to be able to help with this kind of thing. I, I think you're right. It's I don't think that there's a limitation on what you can say about people if mm-hmm. that's the way. You know, there are people that will respond better to someone saying, you know, instead of just saying don't commit suicide, if you say suicide is cowardly and it's selfish, that will actually get through to some people more than just saying don't commit suicide. Yeah, it's true. Everybody is completely different. And that's why it's, you know, I hate it when people try and just find the answer to everything on face value without even knowing the person, like with the Chester situation. Yeah, it's, I think the hardest thing for me was reading what those bands were saying, oh, seeing, yeah. seeing what other people, you know, looking online and not responding to people, but seeing people that don't understand what bullying means. Making your opinion known on art or making a political opinion or, you know, anything like that. Just taking a stance. Yeah, taking a stance does not mean you're bullying someone. Telling someone they're wrong when they are wrong is not bullying someone. That's People have to understand the difference between the stuff. It's like calling anyone who disagrees with you an internet troll. That's not the case. Not every person is an internet troll because they disagree with you. There's a way that they're disagreeing with you or name-calling or whatever that can make them a troll or make them a bully. But we have to stop. It's 2017. People need to understand the definitions of things and then apply them to real life. Because you just can't say buzzwords and expect that to actually mean anything because you start diluting what it means. Or unless someone had a direct line to Chester and was able to talk to him, I know in the past they had to move because they had someone that harassed them at their like residence or something like that. But people saying online that the album isn't good or that blank isn't good or whatever is not bullying. That's expressing an opinion on something you put out there for people to give you opinions. Mm-hmm. So people... I hope that when they hear this, they start thinking about it because you got to start thinking of things in the correct way. Otherwise, you're never going to understand fully what's going on around you. And I know it sounds like I'm talking down to people, but I kind of am if you don't understand definitions and understand what real bullying is. That's important. Right. It is. So we won't even, just like we wouldn't mention the names of bands that, you know, shared that article that we spoke of and, you know, talked about fans in a certain way. We also won't say the name of bands that also had, you know, whether it's true or not, negative things to say when Chester died as well. Because that's where you get into the selfishness and the cowardness and all that kind of stuff. 
So it's once again, these are people's opinions on what happened, especially when it's a religious person. Because like you mentioned, Jackson, a lot of people who are religious, you know, they they believe something happens to you when you commit suicide that is different than someone who wouldn't, you know, have any idea what the afterlife is or if there is. Yeah. And, yeah. And and again, like and not even to dance around it, there's you know, there's a big thing that, you know, religious people believe if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. Trust me. I and, and like I said, and this is from using a personal story, I ha- I have a friend who committed suicide or no, I'm sorry, attempted suicide and never in my mind that I want to tell that person, hey, you can't do that. You'll go to hell. And this is coming from a person who is religious. You 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 just you don't say those things. Those aren't helpful things. No matter what you believe, you have to know when and why to say things when you're dealing with someone with depression. I'm never going to tell somebody because they want to kill themselves. Like, like there's a punishment if you do it. You know what I mean? Like, do you really think that in the pain and situation that they're going through, they give a fuck that they're going to hell? They already are living hell. That's why they want to commit suicide. Right. I mean, for like, I, I hate it when people fucking do that. There's no pun. I don't think that you should you know, fucking threaten them with a punishment. I hate it when Christians and stuff do that, man. Like, dude, you're going to go to hell if you do that. Like, oh my God. It just, it frustrates me so much. They need comforting. They don't need fucking. Jackson. All right. So Jackson's Wi-Fi cut out. So now we're back. So he's in the middle of the point, but he forgot what it was. So I'm going to cut him off. And I'm just going to (laughs) say, basically on what you were just saying, I understand what you're talking about, but I also, on the contrary, you can also look at it from another angle that some people need to be told stuff like that. Some people need to be told, hey, you're going to hell or that's really selfish what you're thinking about doing because some people need tough love. I agree with you because it's kind of like what you always say on the show where some people need to get – Fuck off. <laughs> it's like whenever you say that, and you said this a couple times, but I like it when you say it. It's when you say, you know, some people will not learn till they get a punch in the mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, I mean, and that, by the way, that comes from personal experience. Right. That comes from being bullied all my life. And I do want to mention this for people, too a cliche statement that a lot of people will make or at least made in the past is that you know when a bully comes up to you they could bully you for forever and take your lunch money or take your credit cards now or your iPhones you know whatever the kids are using these days they could do all that stuff and they'll never stop until they know that you're going to fight back so you take that swing and if you you hit them maybe they'll realize oh wait a second not that they're scared of you but it's like why would i spend my time against someone who's going to fight back when I can go, you know, bully someone else who's just going to give me the money. Exactly. They they don't want to deal with the resistance. That's annoying. It's a pain in the ass. But I will tell you from personal experience that those are only certain types of people. Yeah. There are other people that you'll take that swing and you'll connect and you'll fight and you're like, yeah, I stood up to the bully, but then they get 20 of their friends. And for the rest of the time that you're in whatever middle school or high school, they make your life even worse. And that does happen too. 
And I guess this kind of goes to the suicide thing, but I've always liked the cliche quotes from time to time of would you rather die on your feet or die on your knees? Yeah, and that's perfect. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I always want to be the one fighting. Always. I'm never going to be that one that backs down because there's someone bigger. Like It just didn't happen through my life. Whether that was the right decision or not, you know, I had to deal with a lot of shit. I had to deal with people holding me down and beating me. Yeah, you're the kind of person that you it pisses you off when you know that something is beating you and that that is not and you know when something is winning against you you're not gonna stop just like oh well they're clearly the favorite or hey this is clearly you know i'm not doing so hot in this situation you don't just stop because when you give up on your knees you know you hate that feeling of that you got defeated and you didn't even fucking try you know what i mean to be completely honest, too, which we always really are on the show, no matter what, even if we're, you know, we're playing characters sometimes. But, you know, when we're doing real talk and everything, I almost feel a little bit like that's what suicide is. It's that giving up and you're no longer fighting anymore. And sure, it's gone through my head. Well, the pain will stop. You won't have to deal with this crushing, excruciating pain anymore. But I don't want to go out that way. That's not, I would rather, I'll be the one against all. I don't need backup. I don't need the help. I would still fight on by myself. And that's the way it's been for most of my life. And I'm lucky that I have great parents. You know, they didn't necessarily know, you know, what to do with me when I was a kid. Because what are parents supposed to do when their kid is getting bullied everywhere they go? You know, I'm moving to a different school every year getting bullied up until college you know yeah and that hurts them too yeah parents don't know what to do they don't know the right thing you know they can't really do anything yeah exactly but they they try they try their best (laughs) but when you haven't dealt with that in your life before it's a completely different story so it's just it's interesting to me to hear you know the different perspectives on all this but i don't know that's kind of the way i've always looked at it And that's why I do have experience with a lot of this stuff. But that's why I also respect your opinion because I'm a very logical person. I have a lot of passion. It's passion for the things I love. But I also listen to other people's perspectives because I want to know what someone thinks. I don't want to just shut you down and say, no, you're wrong. Right. Yeah, and and that's a good way to think also. And, And I like the strong approach, honestly. I think that's the way I kind of go about things. It's, it's just like, you know, there's a lot of things that bring you down and you just want to fight through it. And not everyone is capable of that. And if, you know, like if you're listening and you are one of those people, that is also okay. That does not work for everybody. That works for Ian. That yep. works for other kinds of people. And and that's what he's trying to say. He's not, because when he's saying all that stuff, he's not saying that's how it has to be. That's just what works for him. Right. And I'm sure that works for other people too. And honestly, I think that's kind of the way I, I work too whenever something is bringing me down. But again, I've never been, you know, I don't, or at least what I don't think is anything hugely, you know, depressing. I mean, of course, I've been through things, but I don't think any of them are worth naming or even, you know, bad in comparison to someone who, you know, is going through something and wants to take their own life. Sure. Again, it kind of goes by saying I, I can't even imagine that pain. 
you know, there are people who will kill themselves for little things, but it doesn't matter what the thing was. It's just how someone takes it. Right. And if you, if you're that person that takes things, you know, in the worst way possible, you know, again, that's, that's, that's okay too. The, I, the main thing is just to go and get help and yeah. talk to somebody. Speak to someone. Like, yes. Don't matter what it is, man. I mean, and and there's a lot of things too, by the way, that people won't think like, oh, they're going through this and that. So you think they have a reason to. Sometimes the person who's killing themselves is the one who fucked up. Oh, for sure. And they know it, and that's what's killing them inside. And that and and they don't want to talk about it because they're embarrassed. Right. Not only that they want to end themselves, but what they did. Because there's two sides to that. There's always the people who just can't handle life, and there's the people who know that they just absolutely fucked up. And they hate themselves for it. And I'm telling you that if you're one of those people who hate yourselves for something you did that you think is wrong, no matter what it is, the, the, the rules do not change. You still can go get help and talk to people. Anybody. It doesn't have to be a professional. I personally recommend one because I like I can't imagine the, the weight, you know, of me dealing with somebody's life. But if I have to fucking do it, I promise you I will. Because it, it's it's worth it, and not for me, but mainly for you, you know, whoever it is. So you just have to get out. No matter what you did, no matter what another person did to you, that is the most important thing. And I'm not gonna tell you that as soon as you do that, that's when things get better and it's fucking fairies and rainbows and shit just automatically gets better. That is not the case. Again, I've never went through it, but I can only imagine that shit doesn't just you yeah, know, it doesn't personal life experience. Nothing just gets fixed because you did something. You know what I mean? That doesn't fucking happen. I know it's kind of going a little off topic, but it's kind of going to that cliche statement that they made up, that marketing statement a bunch of years ago, that whole it gets better thing mm -hmm. when they're talking to teens, you know, in high school or middle school that, you know, whether it's a, you know, it's a gay thing of, you know, coming out and not committing suicide or, you know, someone else who's being bullied and committing suicide saying that it gets better. The sad thing is it doesn't always. Yeah, that's, it's true. It's good to give people hope, but it's also not good to promise something that doesn't always happen. You know, high school, unfortunately, happens in the real world as well. High school happens in college. High school happens in the workforce. People are people. And yeah, for sure, it's it's unfortunate. Believe me, I fucking hate high school. And actually, you know, I hate middle school and I hated elementary school. I hated everything <laughs> because my life was so fucking terrible when I was going through all those things. But you start to notice because you hated those things so much, you start to notice the similarities in real life as well, which does make you sad inside. It really does. It hurts sometimes to think that way. And Jackson, that's why when we talk on the show about nostalgia and, you know, you see everyone talking about how when hybrid theory came out or when Meteora or Meteora, I always forget how they say it, when those came out, how they changed people's lives and people often listen to music based on nostalgia. I never listen to music or watch old TV shows or old movies based on nostalgia because I don't want to remember any of those times. So it is not trying to take me back to a feeling or emotion that I had at that time because they're all bad. Right. You know what I mean? So for me, listening to Linkin Park was never, or listening to Linkin Park now, 
was never a nostalgic feeling because the only way I would ever want to go back to those times is to do things differently. Right. You know, maybe it's a sad thing or I don't know. But one of my like cool things I think that could happen someday, like, you know, you get granted a wish or something, is to go back in time with everything that I know now and make different choices back then. But I guarantee you, the choice will always be to fight back. 100%. That's the way it needs to be. The unfortunate part probably is my fight back would be even more aggressive than it was. <laughs> because now I know what I would do when I was facing all those people. <laughs> yeah. Knowing the outcome. Yeah, knowing what I know now. If I knew that back then, things would be a lot different. But I guess that kind of brings things to you know Linkin Park and their music in general. And I can tell you, I was one of those first people. I remember hearing Linkin Park that first time. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I just happened to hear Linkin Park. No, I heard them the first time that they were making music. I remember telling people, this is the next big thing. Like, this is going to change rock music. And I was made fun of for that. Because Linkin Park never fit in to the metal scene. So people are like, why are you like when they used to have concerts where it was like disturbed Slipknot Linkin Park, people are like, ew, why would anyone go watch Linkin Park? That's rap rock. Yeah. You know, people don't remember those days. They remember those days as being different. No, Linkin Park's one of those bands where if you like them, you were made fun of for a while until they started to stay around. And that's what made them you know, what they were or what they are today. And then also that music inspired some of our favorite artists today to do what they wanted to do because Linkin Park was so different than what was on the radio at that time. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, they're, they were an inspiration for a lot of people. It, and it's funny because when I, when I was growing up, of course, you know, like you, you were saying how like when you heard them, it's like you're telling everybody like, yo, this is going to be the next biggest thing. For me, when Lincoln Park came out, I was like, <laughs> like eight years old or nine years old, so like I, you know, I didn't have that experience where I go around telling like, "Yo, you listen to the new Lincoln Park" or nothing like that. I was just a little kid, and I would fucking hear it on the radio every once in a while. And I'd be like, "Yo, that's really good," and you know, I, I always liked their music like a lot, and and I'll never forget going to my friend's house and fucking playing video games, and then every time we would have his his mom's computer next to the next to the xbox just playing in the end music video yeah. just on replay and then every time we were like playing the game we would just like reach over click re restart to the song and then keep playing the game and like that's all we would fucking do and <laughs> and that's with their old music and that's just when i was little and then like 2007 2008 came around and i remember that's when my parents gave me my fucking my first cd player i remember it was this red <laughs> CD player. Yeah, man. I, I can't believe I'm even saying that. <laughs> and the only CDs I had was every Metallica album. And then I had one Linkin Park CD. And it was the Minute, min, ah, minute, <laughs> minute to Midnight, midnight. album. Right. Yeah. And that album to this day is my favorite album by them. Really? Yeah. I'm not wow. kidding. I, I, dude, when, and even like when Chester, you know, passed away, I, the first thing I did, I didn't even go to the hits. I went straight to that album. Right. Because when I like my picture of Linkin Park, when I think of them, it's not all those hybrid theories and meteor or nothing like that. It's minutes to midnight. And that's crazy to think because I know 
now that I'm older that that is not everybody's favorite album. No, nor they lost a lot of people. Ever. Exactly. Like that, you know, I know that now, but to me, that is my Lincoln part. And, and, you know, just like thinking about that stuff, it's like, dude, I fucking grew up with these guys. And even like when, when I would just go down the hall with like the CD player in my fucking hoodie pocket and just ignoring everything, just jamming that, <laughs> that CD, like that, that to me, I was like on top of the fucking world. And, and I remember I would wear like all black and shit. And, and this was in Miami, by the way, where things are very colorful and pop and hot. <laughs> yeah and hot like seriously and everyone's listening to spanish music and rap music and i got my fucking black hair i got my fucking black pants black shoes black hoodie and i'm just that fucking kid and and you know it's whatever i i, I really didn't give a shit i've always been a yeah. big fan of my music and, and but that was cool that they gave me that you know what i mean like i felt like i was a fucking badass when i heard you know lincoln park and when i was jamming on my own while everyone's listening to the same shit you know, that I, you know, still don't like, like, I, you know, they, they made me feel fucking badass. And that's, <laughs> and, and I guess like, that's the main thing that I took out of this death again. Like, you know, I don't, I don't like to look at the negatives. You know, I, I just like to spread awareness and then think back on the good times of, of, you know, when, when Lincoln Park was in, in everybody's fucking headphones. I certainly understand. Look, I had those first two albums. I went to see them multiple times live. That was the thing too. Like I didn't have friends. So most of the time I was going to shows by myself. So I was connecting to the bands in a completely different way. Like, sure, I was in the mosh pit and everything like that, but those aren't friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just, you know, you're surviving and you're just <laughs> trying to like stay above the fray and everything so you can actually see the band. You're doing all that kind of stuff. So I know the impact that they've had on people for sure. I don't think that's a question I'm glad that people are reaching out and saying how that music changed their lives. I think that's great. I think that's the yeah. way to memorialize someone because I don't think that that is glorifying suicide. No. I think that's just paying tribute to someone who did something great in your life. So I have no issue with that whatsoever. I think it's great that people are doing that. And for the bands that felt the need to make covers of songs or to play something live like i think that's a cool thing to do as long as they're not profiting off of it yeah i agree I, you know as long as they're not making money off of this and i know that sounds fucked up because i want our bands obviously you know make money and shit like that but man if, if you know if i see that bands are making covers now of lincoln park off of it and stuff like that it's just like oh that leaves a bad taste in my mouth even if they don't have bad intentions behind it i can't see good ones I don't want to, I've seen this on some band pages where people are reaching out to bands and saying, hey, will you do a cover of a Linkin Park song? I certainly don't want that. Like, I no. only want a band, like, if there's a band that's almost exactly like Linkin Park, who they made their band because of Linkin Park, like, I, I could imagine someone like, um, how, how am I forgetting Ashes their name? Ashes, yeah, from Ashes to New, right? Yeah, yeah, like a band like that who definitely took a lot of inspiration from Linkin Park, like Danger Kids. Right. Bands like that that obviously were very much influenced by Linkin Park. If they want to do a cover either live or something or if they want to make a cover and then donate the proceeds to a anti-suicide or a suicide prevention you know, hotline, lifeline or whatever you want to call it, then that's, that's fine with me. But I certainly hope that bands that don't care 
about Linkin Park. I hope that they don't start making covers of them unless it's literally to make awareness to the fact of do not commit suicide. Yeah, I could agree with that. And I think anybody can unless they're, man, they're evil. (laughs) Yeah, that would be kind of (laughs) evil. If you were yeah. profiting from that stuff, that's for sure. I mean, I know profiting there, <laughs> there aren't any like huge rules or anything. I mean, is there anything else that we should go over? Is there anything else that we missed? Because like I said, this was just an open conversation from two people that, you know, we share the same opinion from time to time, but we also have differing views and we come from different situations. So instead of us trying to encapsulate tone and encapsulate all this stuff into a status update, which a lot of people were doing, having a show and a setup like this gives us the ability to just talk. And I think that's an important thing because if we're going to talk about anything, we should be talking about this. Yeah, and I think that's the point of this. And and I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, before this episode happened, Ian asked me, hey, do you want to do this? And this is the first time Ian hears this, by the way. But oh. I was very inclined to say no. Mm-hmm. And that's because I don't feel comfortable talking about this stuff. But I know that if I don't, then I'm completely hypocritical. And I would have been really upset with myself. Because, the, you know, something that I've been saying in this episode is, you know, if you feel like this, you need to go out and get help. You need to talk to people. But right. I can't talk about what I'm saying people should talk about. Like, uh, I feel like that would be really fucked up and just irresponsible of me. Like, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm fucking conceited or anything, but me and Ian have a voice when we have this show. People hear this. Right. So, like, even if we get, like, a thousand people saying, you know, fuck you for what you said, but we get one person that says, you know, like, A, you, you know, what you said helped, or B, what you said, say, whatever it is, like, that is why we do this. Like the point of all this is to talk about it. This shit cannot be kept silent. This is not something that you just throw away in the corner and leave it to be. And that's it. You know what I mean? And that's why I did this. And if I'm not scared of doing this, then I don't understand how big this is and how important this is. Me and Ian fucking love music. And that's why we do this show. But this could be one of our more important episodes because of you know the stance that we're taking. And I, don't think that we're that different from everyone else. I think I don't think so either. Yeah, I think you and I, even though we have different pasts and we obviously have different presence as well, talking this stuff out, I think, is normal. I think there's something wrong when someone's like, this is my opinion and that's all I'm going to listen to. You know, right. that's the type of person that annoys me. That's the person that I don't need in my life. I want to hear what people's opinions are. I Want to even though I didn't like what that guy said in that article, I'm glad I read that article. You know, I'm glad that I got to see it because now I get to try and put myself in their shoes, even though it's very difficult. And I still think that that person happens to be wrong on that situation. They're probably not wrong on other things. So it's but it okay. sparked the conversation. Absolutely, it is completely fine. And I think. Jackson, too, probably one of the reasons why you wanted to do this as well is because you know if you hadn't done it, I would have just done a show by myself for two hours talking about this. And it just would have been me rambling. (laughs) That would have been a hard listen. 
Yeah, because I would be so incredibly smart and intelligent that okay. you're like, what the fuck? And we're tuning out now. No, That's not true. I know that at the end of the episode, last episode, people were like begging that I would continue talking about myself. So. You're you're something else. I am something else. That's true. All right. I think that we talked about everything that we wanted to. Mm -hmm. I think the big thing to remember is if you are feeling depression, if you are feeling anything that makes you want to hurt yourself, makes you want to commit suicide, that you don't think that it's a weakness to talk to someone, to go see somebody. So I'm taking this directly off of chester.linkinpark.com. A number you can always call is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And I said this number earlier, but there's an easier way to remember it. 1-800-273-TALK. T-A-L-K. 1-800-273-TALK. You can also do the crisis text line, because I know a lot of people like to text, obviously. It's free, nationwide, 24-7 text messages service. I'm so, now I've talked so much. People don't know we actually do other episodes and then do more talking. So it's just, it's a lot of talking. So here we go. We've been talking for a while now. A really long time. You can text hello, H-E-L-L-O, to 741741. So that that 2 is T-O, just so you know. So text hello to 741741 or message at facebook.com slash crisis text line. So you can probably look that up on Google, like crisis text line, and I'm sure it's got all that information. We're talking to you right now like you're in the U.S., but if you are not in the U.S., you can go to suicide.org slash international suicide hotline. So look that up. Suicide.org will probably have all the information that you need. And once again, the number for Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK. Again, you know, we said a lot this episode, you know, to please get help and, you know, to not be embarrassed. But, you know, even when we say to please get help, you can literally get anybody and to please do that i actually beg you to please do that because we do care and even if it's us yeah we're not professionals (laughs) yeah obviously we are not professionals but i can tell you for me i have gotten through the things that i've gotten through not necessarily talking to people but by doing this kind of thing right letting it out that's the funny thing it's letting it out but i also internalize things a lot but because it's me, that's what I do because that helps me in a way and that may not help everyone. But Jackson and I are here if you ever want to talk about stuff because we already get people that interact with us all the time. If you want to know more about what happened to me when I was a kid, you know, if you want to know more about those tough times, if you need to commiserate with someone, you can always get in touch with us. You can shoot the shit about music. I'm not going to guarantee that I won't joke around about your taste in music if it's bad, <laughs> you know, but I would expect the same for you to do to me. Do you know how many bands I love that people give me shit for all the time? Yeah, fucking tell me about it, Ian. Does that, <laughs> yes. 
I also give a lot of shit to Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> but you I like know. a lot of shitty bands, though. You like I a get lot. The feeling. <laughs> but really, that has never, ever changed my opinion on those bands. And it shouldn't change yours either. That's just the way it is. Like, stick with the music you like. If that's the thing that gets you through the day, then who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks? Exactly. And, and, and even going back to, you know, the beginning again, like we can't say this enough. You can talk to us. If you know, you, you don't want to call this number. You don't want to talk to a stranger. You feel comfortable, you know, with us, then do it. And trust me, it is not a bother. It is not annoying. There's no. a reason why we're doing this. Jackson needs people to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen his Twitter followers? Like, come on. Oh, yeah, for real. Please talk to me. <laughs> talk to him because his Wi-Fi sucks so bad. It sounds like a robot all the time. Skynet is constantly trying to take over his house. <laughs> I always say my Wi-Fi runs on McDonald's internet. I think McDonald's internet has good internet. Oh, fuck. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I honestly think you could go to McDonald's and have awesome Wi-Fi. You might not have great food, which is, I guess, the comparison you're going with, but they have great Wi-Fi. <laughs> They're a corporation. Yeah, and that's where me and Ian fucking take this. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, look, we always go off on tangents. <laughs> that's what I mean, we do. How many tangents do we go off of when we were doing that? Yeah. So anyways, look, people, we're not here to plug the show. Like I said, there were, you know, there were no sound effects. We're not leaving you with a Linkin Park song. I'm not going to leave you with a track that you know, inspired me or anything like that. That's not the point of this episode. This wasn't an in memoriam episode. It wasn't anything like that. It was just to have a conversation. So if you want to get in touch with us and you want to talk, you can go to facebook.com slash Ian hates and you can message me there. You can also go to Twitter, Ian hates podcast. Same with Instagram, Ian hates podcast. You can email me hates at gmail.com. Jackson, I would say your Twitter name, but even you don't remember it. <laughs> so you can go to Ian Hates Podcast and then look up Jackson, and yeah. I'm sure you'll find it that way. But those are all the ways that you can talk to us, and I'm not talking about going there and following. I'm not talking about going there and liking. None of that stuff. We don't really care when it comes to this stuff. If you just want to talk, that's the way you can do it for sure. So... Once again, I'm going to give that number out one more time. Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK. And Jackson, I think we covered everything. I think at least for, you know, what we could think of, you know, I don't know if we necessarily missed anything majorly important. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable with what we did. Good. Do you have any final words for everybody? Just like even on the show. And again, this is the truth. I love everybody. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.